Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Bright, beautiful babies, and welcome to another episode of The Brighter Side. Oh, thank you so much for joining in. Um, Ed Larson and I'm Amber Nelson. We are quarantining like good little babies, and I am in my place and he's in his place, but we're doing a two little separate things. It's great. I will be honest, it is strange to not look at Ed's beautiful bearded face and just into the abyss of my apartment. But we're going to make it work, and I love you. We're talking about animals. <laughs> we're talking about animals, baby. They're reclaiming the earth. I have seen so many little hummingbirds and crows and like little dogs and cats running around now that humans are just like staying inside. They're taking over like a 12 monkeys no one asked for. That's right. Speaking of animals, I went on a date just before quarantine. I went on a date with this guy, and he has six dogs. <laughs> I think that's a deal breaker. I think six dogs is a deal breaker because it's like one dog is like, okay, you have a dog, uh, you love animals, you must be such a nice good person, right? And then two dogs is like, okay, well, I guess the dog needs a friend. We all need friends here, right? And then three dogs, it's like, well, okay, I guess you have three dogs now. That's all right. Uh, this, I guess, is your thing? I don't know. Good luck. And four dogs, it's like, you have, wait, is this your thing? I think this is your whole life. This is your whole life now with four dogs. Five dogs, it's like, do you need therapy? And six dogs is like, sir, you have six dogs. You have six dogs, sir. I'm not coming over and sleeping on your bed. Oh, my God. How many dogs' buttholes are just rubbing on that pillowcase? Mm -mm. I'm making sure the timer's going. I know how to talk into a microphone, but I don't know how to turn it on. So we're halfway there. I have most definitely just started talking and forgot to press record, but hopefully you can hear me. <laughs> six dogs. No, too much. Animals, animals in the news, Joe Exotic, everybody's talking about it. I saw a little bit of it, and I did not really care for it. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our dear Lord social media um, told me I'm wrong. But I don't like it. And I think it's because I was raised in, in trash towns, and it took me a long time to, like, work and get out of it. You know? I, I didn't want to be there. And, like, I don't want to be reminded of... Fupas in denim wash jeans, you know, or like haggling at the dollar store. I don't want to be reminded of that. 
I want to go to the opera. <laughs> that's who I am. I want to go to the opera, but like sneak in some hot and spicy Cheetos. I think that's a good mix of my spirit. Joe Exotic. And people are like, why is he so crazy? Why? This is crazy. I don't get it. And I'm like, it's meth, darling. <laughs> it's, it's meth. They're all on meth. It makes you do crazy things like owning illegal animals and killing people, messing up your face, ruining people's lives. Mm. There was a girl I knew in college who did meth and uh, we were in a play together and she was not, she wouldn't sleep for like six days in a row, which I don't know because your body can't handle that. But then she just started like, she lit a cigarette on stage and then just started monologuing about her life. She was a stripper. She was hired not because she was an actor, but because the director was like, oh, the, the character's a stripper, so let me go a drug addict stripper, so I'll go hire, I'll get a drug addict stripper to play the part. But there's a reason actors exist. <laughs> it's because that's a safe way to do it, you know, and not someone who's going to light a cigarette on stage and like go off on her own weird ramblings about how she has herpes. And you're like, that's not in the play. <laughs> All right. Yes. Not a big fan of Joe Exotic. I am walking around my room with this microphone because I, I don't feel like sitting down. I can't sit. I've been sitting so much and we have two legs and one ass. I got to keep moving. So in this episode, we're doing land and air animals. And I'm going to first start with mine, which is the crow. The crow. I, I thought of it because I saw a big ass crow the other day. Ooh. I mean, I would like if... If I had to fight that crow, I I don't know. I might bet on the crow. It has talons and it looked mean. Well, of course they're mean. They've been around for 17 million years. They're a dinosaur. And there are three. They come in a group called the Corvus. And there's three of them. Crow, raven, and rook. Crow, raven, and rook. And that's in the chorus. I know my mom used to play a card game called Rook. And I've never played it. That was the adult time. And something about standing on the table, you shoot the moon, and then you stand on the table and moon everybody. I don't know. I wasn't allowed in the room. This was adult time. Shoot the moon, moon everybody. You know, people always say adults are lame, but they invented key parties. So I don't know. I think we're pretty lame with our wine bars, to be honest. All right. Okay. All right, crows. Oh, yeah, they come in a group called a murder. That's a crow group, and they remember you. They remember your face. They follow you. That's wild. And if you piss them off, they will, like, attack you and remember you and tell their friends about you. Do not piss off a crow. I would like to go back and say that people didn't get drunk and fuck at my house while I was a baby. Um... <laughs> I don't think they did. I think they just got drunk and drove home. But I don't think that would be allowed. I was raised honestly kind of cold. I mean, not cold, but, you know, you know, my mother was not my friend, right? She's, you know, my parents were not my friends. They were my parents. And I think that's how it should be. I don't know. Uh, we've been calling each other and we are, I think now that I'm an adult and I'm on my own and I have my own kind of thing going on, now we can kind of like talk. And that's nice. And I feel like I'm, um, I'm getting to know her, you know, I'm getting to know who she is as a person. It's very interesting because I was raised as a very much like you only speak unless spoken to and you sit down and I mean, 
yeah, you sit down and like behave, right? And I remember one time me and my cousin Michael, we were out in the bog playing and uh, bog's like a like a quicksand kind of situation, like a swamp. I don't know. It's it's real nasty. And uh, we're out there rolling around and um, he had a cast on. And so he gets stuck in the bog and I run back in the house and I'm like, Mom, Mom, he's stuck in the bog. Michael's stuck in the bog. And then and then they were like, no. Well, no, I said, Mom, 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 come on. And they were like, no, you hush. You speak unless spoken to. And I'm like, Michael. And they're like, hush. And it was like, Nana's telling a story. And she was telling a story about like bacon apple pies or something. And meanwhile, like my cousin's just drowning in that bog. And then she finishes. And it was just something like, and then that's why I put cinnamon and bring out the... And then they're like, Amber, what is it? And I was like, Michael's stuck in the bog. And then they all, all the adults ran out and they got him in time. He's alive. Mm. The largest brain. Crows have the largest brain to body ratio of flying animals. That's why they're so smart. And they have regional dialects too. Like little, little batches of crows, little murders of crows. Have regional dialects, you know, like Michael stuck in the bog. Their brain is similar to a human's, and that's how they can mimic speech. They mimic your speech, and it's really weird. There's some YouTube videos on it where people are like, say hello, and the crow is like, say hello. It's like a parrot, but more evil. Did I say I was raised cold earlier? Hmm. Probably my mother, I was thinking my mother and I today on our phone call, she said, um, when she was younger, she had, she had to learn empathy. She just like, just didn't have any empathy because we were telling stories and it was like, Oh my God, you did that. You know? And then she's like, no, I had no empathy. But then we're talking and she said that from the ages from one to three, she was given to like a great aunt to raise and like taken from her parents. That's probably got something to do with it. <laughs> I'm no child psychologist, but from the ages of one to three, it's like a baby being taken away and given to somebody else. That's probably got something to do with it. She had to learn it. And she was telling me these stories like, she was like, so weird. She's like, you ever passed a worm? And I was like, what? And she means like, shit, not a worm. But she's saying it like, passed a worm, like, pass the gray poop on, you know? <laughs> and I was like, huh? And then she was like, well, uh, my brother Ben did. And um, it was big. He was like a foot long. And I was like, do you take him to the hospital? She's like, nah. <laughs> She's like, we just didn't do that back in those days. I guess you just only went to the hospital unless you like got your leg amputated. She used to tell me stories of like her grandmother who would like give birth on the kitchen table and then like make some pasta on it and some shit later. <laughs> I can't imagine. Can you imagine going over to your like friend's dinner house and they're like, who wants rigatoni? And you're sitting there like, this is delicious. And you're like, how's the baby? And you're like, good. It was a good birth on the table. <laughs> oh, this table, this wooden table. I can't imagine. Cannot imagine. That same, well, my mother's mother, my grandmother had a lobotomy. One of my great grand, the, the woman that gave birth on the table, one of her daughters had to have a lobotomy. And that was my mother's mother, my grandmother. And, um, you know, I don't know. 
maybe that's another reason why I was raised kind of cold, just away from everybody. And um, so, yeah, crows were 17 million years ago, and there are 40 species now. 40 species. That's a lot of species. I don't know. And then there's three whole thing and a corvus. There are people doing the Lord's work, checking on these animals. All right, I'll do one more thing about crows. I will say something that um, my mother was very good at, like, on the phone the other day. I was, um, I didn't tell her I'm freaking out because I don't want her to freak out, right? It's the same reason I didn't go home because she's in her 70s. I don't want to, like, what if I'm a carrier or whatnot? Um, And she could tell that I was, like, nervous and anxious. And then she was like, I want you to think of a word. And then I want you to name the senses about it. And so she picked a word like shoe. And I was like, well, you know, first sense smell. Well, you can smell a shoe, you know, and like keep going. So I do find that interesting. And I'd like to pass that along to you. And um, anytime you're feeling overwhelmed or very anxious in the situation, look around you, think of word and think of the senses. So I'll start. (laughs) Crow. Smell. Um, Crows like to eat rotting flesh so they can smell that num num bloody guts taste crows got that uh they get that little old tongue <laughs> they got that little old tongue so they can taste that uh nasty rotten meat on the uh ground smell i can't i've never smelled a crow but i bet they stink i mean unless they're taken care of i mean they're eating shit all day trash i bet they smell bad that's probably why they stick together. Because, like, we smelly people got to stick together. Uh, see? You can see a crow. They're huge. I think they're big. And you can also see the difference between a crow, raven, and rook. And then there's some kind of ESP. You can always sense being watched. I sensed the other day that I was being watched. I looked up. Crow looking at me. And also, whenever people walking down the street, I don't directly look at them because you can sense being watched and I don't want them to look at me and be like who's that woman standing in the mirror like a 17th century witch (laughs) all right it's me okay so that's our thing on crows and um, I'm so happy that you were listening that was my uh, air animal and let's give it up to Ed he's gonna do his animal hello everyone it's my turn Ed Larson here from the brighter side, talking to you about a cynic's look at optimism. Thank you, Amber, for all your very insightful, wonderful knowledge. I don't know what I'd do without you. Honestly, I, I, at first I said it in jest, but now I'm thinking about it. I, I really don't know. It's wonderful having you around. I love you. Um, all right. You know, I hope everyone's doing good out there. It's been, uh, I'm starting to get a little cagey. I only had one miserable day this week. The rest of them were pretty good. Just mad for no reason the other day. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? That's bound to happen. Uh, Julie reminded me that, yes, we all are going through uh, some sort of trauma. So know that when you get pissed off. Uh, To make myself happy, I've just been like texting random numbers and asking them if they want to hang out. And then telling them they like failed or passed the test. But depending on what the answer is, it's a good way to go about your day. 
It's a lot of fun. I, I it, it always like I'm a cop is always a fun thing to say, even though you can really get in trouble for that if you you know get in trouble. Um, L.A. today had a ordinance put out. Uh, all uh, you gotta have a mask. You gotta have a mask if you're walking around L.A. So uh, or some sort of rag or something. So I stole all of Rambo's bandanas, and I'm looking like a really weird. You know, when you put a bandana over your face, it's one thing. But when you already look like me, it's got to be terrifying for anybody walking down the street when they see me. But I'm glad Rambo's finally chipping in and helping out around the house because uh, it's his thing. It's the only thing he owns, and now he's letting us use it, and I'm very excited. So uh, go out there, take your dog's bandanas, uh, you know, and uh, put them over your face and keep yourself protected, keep yourself safe. Sanitize, you fuckers! Uh, new Murder Fist, fun video. Check that out. Uh, sanitize makes you life alive. All right. Uh, this week, Amber and I are talking about air and land. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about water and uh, animals that live on more than one place. Uh, very, very happy. We're like, we, you know, let's just talk about animals. You know, what are we even doing here? Uh, since we have to record separately. So we each picked uh, two animals and you'll get uh, roughly... Uh, uh, some time on each of them. For my air selection, I didn't have much of a choice. I picked Bird Luger's favorite bird, the peregrine falcon. Man, I love it. Uh, don't know much about it, so I'm happy uh, I was able to sit down and uh, learn about it. But let's hear what Luger has to say. What do you think the sexiest animal is? Pig. Uh, what? Snake. Yeah. Snake. 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 Yeah. Like I was going to go panther. Panther. Yeah. Panther, Panther's sexy. Panther's more, they just sound sexy, man. Mm. You yeah. say Panther, you get hard. Kevin Twink. moves. Sexiest bird. Sexiest bird? Ooh, Peregrine Ostrich? Falcon, man. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, I miss Roundtable so much. It's uh, it, was the, it was the best time of my life. Uh, this week, I switched my profile picture to the Roundtable logo just because like, I miss my friends. And everyone thought like Roundtable was coming back. And I was like, ah, Jesus Christ. I just want to, I, I just like the picture. I just like the logo. I just, you know, I miss everybody. Uh, so I'm sorry if I threw people, I mean, gave people false hope. But what is coming back is the LPN show. Uh, that's a new show on LPN uh, hosted by Ben Kissel. And he's getting us roundtablers out there and interviewing us. I will be on it in one of the weeks to come. Uh, but uh, now I know what we think about it. Let's hear what the Falcon thinks about it. Ah, yes, that was the peregrine falcon of South America. Let's hear it again, Fernando. Woo! Damn, you velvet-throated, sick-ass, feathery bastard. All right, well, listen, I told you you're going to learn about the peregrine falcon. Well, here it comes. I got some facts here for you. I'm getting this from WBNS CBS, baby, telling us all about the dirty ass falcons. Their name comes from the Latin word peregrinius, which means to wonder. It's a scientific name uh, is falco peregrinius. So uh, you probably could have guessed that they're commonly f referred to as duck hawks. But if you call them one to your face, 
you could duck off if you know what I'm saying. They, um, I, if I, I mean, you're a falcon or a duck hawk. I would be furious if anyone called me a duck hawk if I was a peregrine falcon. I'm a peregrine falcon. Falcon's way cooler than a duck hawk. Hawks are all right, but everyone knows that ducks are fucking stupid and they're jealous. No question about it. Peregrine falcons are among the world's most common birds of prey and live on all continents except Antarctica. Good for them. Smart move. Get to see the world. Yet, they do not have to deal with Antarctica. People who live up there are crazy. You got to check out the uh, Werner Herzog documentary, Encounters uh, at the End of the World. Uh, he, he goes up to Antarctica and says, like, why, why do you live here? Uh, but check that out. There are uh, The peregrine falcon is the fastest flying bird in the world. They're able to dive. At, are you ready for this shit? This is crazy. They can dive at 200 miles per hour. They're like a fucking NASCAR. That shit's insane. Uh, falcons that nest on the Arctic tundra in winter uh, in uh, South America fly as many as, many as 15,500 miles in a year. Yet they have incredible homing instinct uh, that leads them to back to their uh, favorite areas. Man, if you fly in that much, shit. I know you're not in coach, baby. There's an estimated 1,650 breeding pairs in the United States and Canada. I mean, who gives a that's shit? That's like uh, Joe Exotic for falcons. You don't, you don't breed them. Let them, let them be what they are. Uh, peregrine falcon chicks are called Iasis. I asses, I think that's what it is. Uh, and they eat so much fucking food in uh, six days, they can double their weight. And in three weeks, they are 10 times the size they are at birth. Uh, just like uh, Kissel. Uh, both of them are male and female, uh, can incubate the eggs about uh, for about one month. Uh, the chicks will start to fly in about 42 days but are still dependent on their parents to learn how to hunt. Uh, the peregrine falcons, they eat other birds, such as songbirds and ducks, and they even eat bats. So uh, maybe we should stay away from them for the time being. Uh, but I'm glad they eat ducks. Uh, like I was saying earlier, ducks are delicious, and uh, we don't need them on this earth. Uh, the falcon's prey is struck with one wing. All right, so they're going at the... the it's like basically these falcons will like hang out on like tall buildings or like cliff sides. And if whenever a dumbass bird flies too close to the cliff, the peregrine falcon will go back and snag that shit right out of the air, sometimes killing it on impact or or they'll just stun it and then uh, they'll they'll pick it. If the bird's too heavy or their prey is too heavy, they uh They'll eat it on the ground, but usually they like to carry it back to the nest so they can feed their chicks or just fucking chill in their pad, put on some goddamn Netflix historical roasts, and just laugh their asses off at great comedy. Um, although they had, they have a high mortality rate, but peregrines are known to live as long as 15 years. Uh, I say that like it's a lot, but it's really not that much. 15 years, that's like a dog. You know, so they're, I guess they're, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you're a falcon. You're diving off the sides of cliffs. You, you, you're not going to make it all the time. You know, let's, let's face it. Uh, they, um, I love this. They attack rock climbers a lot. I was looking up different uh, 
what's going on with the Falcons. You know, I wanted to learn about any of them killing people and shit like that. Well, in New York, they they have a warning put out by New York State uh, Department of Environmental Conservation that if you are climbing in uh, the Adirondack rock climbers, uh, they got the 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 uh, the Falcons will swoop you down, swoop at you. Uh, you're coming up the cliff if you get too close to their nest. They're usually really good at like marking off the nest of where they are, and so everyone knows before they start climbing. But every once in a while, they don't, and those fuckers will come at you. And they're big ass bird, man. It's no, they're no joke. So uh, if you're climbing some mountains over in the uh, Adirondacks, watch your ass. Uh, the New York State Raptor, the Peregrine Falcon, will come down on your ass. Don't forget it. Um, oh, and I found um, a couple of nice Falcon news stories for you. Uh, this one comes from uh, Sydney. Uh, Sydney Airport. This is the, the Guardian. I, got, I found this. Uh, a Sydney Airport worker gouged an eye by Falcon living in Qantas hangar. That's right. Exclusive Union says cleaners should not have to work in the area where falcons have nested for at least 20 years. An aircraft worker has been gouged in the eye by a falcon that lives in Qantas City Airport hangar, creating what the union calls an unsafe work environment. Most, multiple peregrine falcons, including at least one small family, live and nest in the, and hunt in the hangar. That's, I mean, you got to think about it. For a peregrine falcon, that's the perfect spot to be. You're in this giant airplane hangar, hanging out up top. No other birds know you're coming in there. They open those big-ass doors. Some dumbass birds just start, walk, start flopping around in there, just thinking everything's cool. It's like, oh, look at an airplane, a bunch of people. Maybe I'll get some seed. No. Peregrine falcon. Got your ass, you stupid ass little bird. That's what you get. You'll mess around in the airport hangar, and now it goes for you, worker who lost sight in one eye, and uh, hope and he was uh, got significant damage to his neck and face as well. Uh, so I hope uh, you are feeling better in Australia. Uh, stay away from the Falcons. They will get your fucking ass. Um, another thing, you know, a lot of these stories that we talk about here and these these animals we talk about i want to always revisit when i have an actual expert in and i'm not just like like reading a couple news stories i find from you guys and all the and stuff and just generally riffing on it but we will get back into these at some other point um here's a fun one freddie the falcon the falcon the atlanta falcons football team mascot apologizes for a tweet he had an edgy tweet he got in trouble. This happened uh, back in 2013. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons mascot issued an apology for an insensitive tweet. This is from USA Today, by the way. Uh, following a possible suicide prevention walk on Sunday, Freddie the Falcon posted the tweet, since deleted, following the Falcons' 34-10 loss the same day to the Carolina Panthers. Go Thurs! Uh, the Falcons one game away from their Super Bowl last season. They had a two and six record at this point in that year. Uh, here's the tweet from Freddie the Falcon uh, at Freddie Falcon. If you want to go check him out on uh, Twitter, uh, had a good time uh, at the uh, hashtag ODD suicide prevention walk. 
I may need to go back if our season continues the way it is. Freddy, come on. Very dark. Coming from a mascot, a a spokesperson from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which sponsored the walk, issued a statement in reference for the tweet uh, for the more than 1,000 survivors of suicide loss who participated in today's walk. Suicide prevention is no laughing matter. We hope everyone who joined us today, including Freddy, support our vision for a world without suicide. So Freddy, I'm sure, has learned his lesson. Uh, if you've never seen Freddy, he's a, you know, he's a big bird. Kind of looks like he's carrying a bear on his back. And that will lead us in to the second part of my part. Oh, but before I go, I figured since I'm talking about Falcons, I would like to list for you uh, my top five uh, Atlanta Falcons of all time. Uh, so I'm not, as you know, I'm not a really big Atlanta Falcon fan. I don't know who's really on the team right now. I could give a shit. Uh, you know, they, they don't start with uh, Miami or end with dolphins, but, uh, as an avid football fan, when I was younger, I will, I do remember some of these other bastards. So, uh, Oh, Michael Vick is not on the list. He's dog killer. And, uh, I, I hate him no matter what. I understand that, uh, you do the crime, you do the time and you should be allowed to, uh, you know, rejoin society, but, uh, you fucking kill dogs. All right. Uh, number five wide receiver, Roddy white. Had him on my fantasy football team for three years straight. Did pretty good. Kind of reliable. I liked it. But I don't think uh, he's worth drafting again, considering that he's now got to be an old man. Uh, Number four, Neon Dion, baby. FSU alum. Oh, 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 oh. Man, I remember when I was a kid watching the Dolphins play the Falcons one year, and Deion Sanders he played used to play two sports. For those of you who don't know, Deion Sanders played uh, baseball and football, both for the Atlanta Braves and Falcons. And he had a Braves game earlier in the day, and he wanted to make it to the Dolphins game later that night. Motherfucker, helicopters in halftime. They were losing. He gives them the, what they need, and they kicked our ass. I remember that, and I'm like, damn. Deion Sanders, pretty badass. I wish we had him. Jamal Anderson, number three, the dirty bird. Get into it. Watch him dance. He's very popular with the kids. Uh, Number two, the coach, Jerry Glanville. That dude used to yell at the refs, and he was like a little wiry redneck who would just get, you could tell he was hammered at all times. Uh, So I, I love it. And number one, Jesse Tuggle, bad motherfucker, linebacker, more tackles than anyone else in Falcons history. You got to love my dog Rambo, if you can't hear, is drinking so much water right now. I feel like he's going to get sick. Rambo, come on. Enough of that water. You're killing me. Oh, my Lord. That dog, I, where does it go? Where does it go? I, you know, Yesterday, I go to take the dog out. It's late at night. I take him for his nighttime walk. I like to walk when no one's around, even though there might be a curfew. I don't know. I don't pay attention to shit. But I, I'm walking him around. And I go to I go to my girl, well, let's go out, let's go and put your shoes on, let's go outside. And he starts drinking a bunch of water and he's drinking, 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 and, and then he just doesn't want to go out. So, you know, let's see what that happens again. Jesse Tuggle, get into it, get the jersey. All right, for the end of this first part, I wanted to shout out my boy Danny Bedrosian. Uh he's the keyboardist from Parliament Funkadelic. You might remember me and Marcus interviewed him on a really cool special 
funk episode of Roundtable of Gentlemen. Also, he's been on the brighter side. We're talking about the brighter side of the road. Uh, you know, he's in a, he's in Parliament Funkadelic, keyboardist. He started with the keyboard tech. We used to work together at Hooters in Tallahassee. We just know each other forever. We're such we're staying in great friends. He's got a million other bands that you got to check out and multiple solo projects, Sweet Mother Child, uh, you know, all that shit. Secret Army, you got to get involved, man. You got to be a part of what's going down. Well, he just beat this fucking shit ass virus and he was really sick and he lost a bunch of gigs and uh, he was hurting and he's quarantined and he's living by himself and you know, P-Funk you know, God bless them, but these boys are always looking to make a dollar and try to stay afloat. Uh, so I wanted to shout him out. Uh, what he's doing right now to make some money, if you all are interested, uh, is helping him just like, I mean, he's got a kid and shit. I mean, you, we, you know, we are, we're all hurting, but this is a really cool thing. So if you're down with this, uh, he is doing a request a song thing. Uh, I bought one. Uh, he basically he'll just play the piano and sing it to you. You you play you ask him play like your favorite P funk song, your favorite one of his songs if you're one of his fans, uh, any funk song or he's just like classically trained piano player. So if you say Bach, I mean he's got your ass. Whatever you want, I mean it's beautiful. Uh, you just toss him some money. You toss him like 40, 30, 40, 50 bucks, whatever you can spare, and he will play to you. Whatever song you want. Uh, it's also a really cool thing to buy it as a gift. Uh, if you have a song that uh, is you and your significant to others coming up. I know there's a lot of people uh, that got some lonely ass birthdays and anniversaries coming up. And this would be a fun thing to get you uh, get somebody. Uh, I picked my favorite Sly and the Family Stone song, Just Like a Baby, off of There's a Riot Going On. Um, you can ask for whatever. Uh, and he'll play whatever you want. Uh, but... I will. Uh, I got to say, you're going to want to do this. It was so cool. I love you, Danny. You're the man. Uh, you can hit him up. Um, you can hit up Danny on Messenger uh, or Facebook in, on Facebook or Instagram. And then you can donate to uh, his uh, PayPal at info. Uh, his PayPal is info at Danny uh, Bedrosian spelled B-E-D-R-O-S-I-A-N. That's uh, info at dannybedrosian.com or PayPal. Throw him, throw him some ducats. Uh, or he also has the cash app, dollar sign, Daniel Bedrosian. Listen to this shit. This is uh, Just Like a Baby if I saw in the Family Stone by Danny Bedrosian. All right, we'll play this for you, and then I'll see you in a second. <laughs> Just like a baby 
can feel when you lie to me.
Love you, Ed. Amber, what else you got? Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Wasn't that a delight? Don't you miss Eddie? Oh, that little butterball turkey of a man. I hope he's wearing a plaid sweatshirt somewhere. Okay. All right. My animal, again, is camels. Camel, camel. It looks like, um, like, have you seen that Star Wars movie where they're cold? They're on that cold planet, and there's like this pew-pew things they got to fight? Those look a lot like camels, except smaller. And I'm sure someone's going to write in, It's Planet Hoth, you fucking whore! <laughs> oh, that's fun. I'm still making sure this is on record. All right. Again, for those of you just turning in, I am alone, and I don't know how to work technology. I write everything down on a journal, and I call it my nightmare journal. So that's where I'll be looking off of my notes on camels. Let's see. I, I was born in Saudi Arabia, so... I was around camels, you know. They're pretty chill. They're tall. They're mean. They spit at you. Um, but people use them. They herd them. You can ride on them because they're terrain. They're built for the desert. And we'll get more on that. Uh, but camels, man, I'm looking at one right now. It's such a sweetheart. And I've got a little frankincense in the middle of its hump. It's, um. let's see, my mom got on a camel once. And... Um, a little Saudi boy bargained with my dad to buy her as a wife. <laughs> He's like bargaining like how many goats? And my dad was being, you know, a cheese ball. And he was like, three goats, you know. <laughs> my life could have been so different. But no way for sure would he have taken that. But that's fine. I don't mean to make this whole thing about my mom. Now we're going to talk about me. I feel like this quarantine is turning me into maybe the best and the worst of myself. Like... I am speaking like that because my brain is about to snap because I'm speaking to no one. I'm literally talking to a box of tampons right now. I'm talking to a box of tampons. <laughs> but also I'm like not drinking as much as I should and like only eating nice things because I want my immune system to be good. This is making a better and worse person to begin with. Okay. Yes, camels are mean and they can scream. Listen to this scream. Listen to this. This is when a guy tells me he's a DJ. That's that's when I make that noise. Listen to it again. That's me after I eat Chipotle. Listen to it again. That's me at a sober wedding. <laughs> oh my God, have you ever been to a sober wedding? Bummer. I got invited one time and this was kind of a deal breaker with a friend at the time. I was much, much younger. And then she, I think her mom had like a beach house or something. And she's like, you want to come to the weekend to like go to the beach? And I was like, oh my God, yes. And I was like, I can't wait for a margarita on the beach. Can't wait for the margarita on the beach. We're just so stoked about it. And then we get there and I'm like looking at the, all the beach stuff. And then I'm like, where are the liquor stores? And then she was like, it's a dry town. It's a dry town. Yeah. After I've, I'd taken off work and I told her I wanted a margarita on the beach. And I was, I was in shock. I was like, surely this is a prank. <laughs> surely you are fucking with me right now. And uh, she wasn't. And then she was like, Amber, I think you have a problem. And I was like, I think you have a problem. 
It was a whole thing. And then her mother was the whole time up there. She was like, my mom's a bitch. My mom's a bitch. And I was like, okay, all right. I mean, sure. But like, she didn't lock you in a closet, did she? You know what I mean? It's okay. And uh, and then we get there and her mom was a bitch. <laughs> she didn't have any snacks. She was big into eating and into not eating. And I think for a dinner for her daughter, she boiled a chicken breast with no salt and pepper and was like, eat it. No seasoning. Which, by the way, like, why do bodybuilders not put seasoning on their chicken breasts? Like, seasoning doesn't, paprika, you just don't gain weight with that. You know, put some thyme and basil. I don't know. What are you doing? But yeah, seasonless boiled chicken. And then we got nothing. And um, I think I asked, I was like, do you have any chips? And they got really upset with me for asking, even though there was no, we weren't going for food because <laughs> there's no car. It was like a hostage situation. No alcohol. Can you believe that? Can you believe? I mean, write in the comments. Am I right or wrong to like not want to be friends with her? Camels are evolved for the desert. They have hair that goes over their ears and they have three eyelids. Um, they are, their nose goes, their nostrils come in and out. So they don't get a lot of sand in their nostrils. And their humps are full of molly for Coachella. <laughs> their humps are full of molly. That's also why they have those long, long legs, so they can put those little rave bracelets on their legs. <laughs> Is this funny, box of tampons? Are you laughing, box of tampons? Oh, man. Oh, I was in New Orleans years and years ago, and, um, you know, just kind of walking around like you do, and it was Mardi Gras, and this girl dropped her rave bracelet into the sewer water. <laughs> She had it in her mouth to begin with, and she was like partying, raving around, and then it fell out of her mouth into the sewer water, and this sewer water, especially Mardi Gras, is just the horse poo-poo, the bar vomit, blood, needles, like any kind of horrible thing. <laughs> it is Joe, what's-his-face's killer, what the hell, that Tiger Joe's... <laughs> Meth is in there, and then it fell on the thing, and then she looked around to make sure nobody was looking, and then put it back in her mouth. Put it back in her mouth. So a camel's foot spreads in the sand. It like spreads um, to like a, so it can like walk across the sand. Um, people use it in sandy areas, like in in the deserts, even in Arizona. They were imported. In the 1850s in Arizona by the U.S. Uh, military to like forelay the land. I don't know what. It, yeah. Just walk around the land and be like, you know, see what's going on, I guess. And um, they somebody was like, get rid of the camels. So then they released them. And now there's a few wild camels in Arizona. So that's cool. There's even a legend of the red ghost. And that's where these camels, uh, this red camel with a demon on its back will come and kill you in your sleep. Arizona, what's up? Let me know. <laughs> if you know this red ghost, that's why they go through the sand because they're, um, their little, little feet spreads apart. That's called a camel foot, camel toe. In college one time, I remember I was doing a bunch of ecstasy with my girlfriends and we were in a room closed off and away from the boys. And, um, I was put a mirror on the floor and I was like, ladies, Let's take off our bottoms, stand over the mirror, and then we all give a compliment about each other's vagina. And, you know, it started off, and they were like, 
you know, Tony, your, your, your vagina is so pink and pussyful, you know, and like Brandy, I love it. It's just like a flower. And it got all the way around to me. And then I stood over it and they're like, Amber, it's interesting. <laughs> they said it's interesting. Oh, isn't that fun? <laughs> that is not what you say about a vagina. Interesting. That's what you say about like a math equation. <laughs> interesting. That would explain why my ex uh, would rather solve math equations than eat me out. <laughs> all right. Camels store fat, not water. Fat in their humps, not water. And that is me after quarantine. That is me after eating all those pizza rolls. Even though I just told you I have salads. I'm a liar. <laughs> I mean, I'll have like a, a scoop full of chips. I like to put chips in like a little bowl so that way I know how much I'm eating. And I'm not just like digging in the bag and like eating the whole bag. You know, I'm like, oh, I know I've had like an acceptable snack of chips. And that might make me sound like a psychopath. <laughs> Store fat, not water. One time, the I used to kind of eat whatever. I mean, now I'm way more conscious. But one time I was, uh, especially in Louisiana, you just like eat like what like horse assholes. You know, we're just like, put some Tony Sashers on it. And one time I was at the Pizza Hut buffet with my friend Alex Beck. And his car was having trouble, so we dropped it off at whatever the thing is. And then we walk on the highway to the Pizza Hut buffet, like a five-minute walk. And then we, you know, eat all the unlimited whatnots and like the greasy pizza and the breadsticks and the, you know, fuck the salad bar. And then you know, ranch, dip it all in ranch. And then we're walking back to the car and the sweat was just oil coming out of my body. And that's when I was like, I got to watch what I eat. And you do, you know, I just feel better. I had a poached egg over some greens. <laughs> which sounds fancy, but it's like eggs are what, $1.50? Get a big old box of greens and make sure you clean your greens. All right, so camels. There is a beauty fest for camels, and it is in the United Arab Emirates. Emirates and um, people, man, they love to look at how beautiful the camels are, how tall, lean they are, the head composition to the body. It's pussy. It's big old fat asshole. <laughs> and there was some trouble recently because... People were giving the camels Botox. They were giving them Botox in their lips and their cheeks to make a beautiful, succulent camel. And um, they got in trouble. So then now they have these doctors that like check each and every camel to make sure it's not Botoxed and like asking to speak to the director. Let me speak to Mr. DeVille. <laughs> There's people in LA that are like 22, 23 years old that are getting Botox, I would talk to them and like, this, my, my, are you supposed to do it now? Because uh, when, you, when you get older, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, what are they like now? Because you have to keep doing Botox like every few months or weeks or whatnot, or else your face is going to fall like a balloon. So ooh. let's see what's going to happen in LA after we're all out of quarantine. Somebody should start a coffee table book on that. Camels weigh 1,500 pounds. And they travel 40 miles an hour. That is fast. 40 miles an hour. That's as fast as like bicyclists go. You know, I, I could not outrun a camel. Humans cannot outrun camels. And their milk is good for you. It has lots of vitamins in it. Mm -mm. Who wants some of that camel milk? I was breastfed and I think that made me, I was told it makes me stronger. I don't know. 
but my mom was also given up from one to three years old. So there's a lot going on and there's a lot we have to uncrack. But I hope you enjoy my camels. Um, everybody, I love you. And back to Ed. All right. Hey, man. I'm loving this shit. So my spirit animal is, I know what you're thinking, monkey. Nah, it's not. Monkey's my favorite. My spirit is the bear. All right. My favorite is the grizzly bear to be even more specific, but I love all bears. I don't like to, uh, I don't like to discriminate. Now I know y'all thought it would be a monkey, you know, but the fact is I just want to play with monkeys, you know, but I want to actually be a bear and I know what you're thinking. Ed, you're already a big fat man who lives in Hollywood. You are a bear. It's that I say, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Um, also bear is the animal with the closest name to beer. So, uh, well, you know, well, in deer, I guess there is deer, but fuck deer. Deer suck. They're pests. They get on the highway and you hit them. I don't care who, who likes Bambi deer can go suck a dick. I remember one time I was driving to Pittsburgh from New York city with my boy, Cena Gaznavi. You remember Cena. If you love this show, we were driving to Pittsburgh and a bunch of deer ran in front of our car, like a whole litter of fuckers. One of them jumped over, clipped his little hoof on the on the on the hood, and uh, the hoof hit the hood. But he did; he was fine. And they scurried back into the woods. Uh, my life flashed before my eyes. Ever since then, I don't give a shit about no goddamn deer. Shoot him in the head. Uh, all right. So I find bears to be the coolest. Uh, just the mere fact that they get to sleep for months. I'm very jealous of that. Uh, uh, other things that bears do I'm very jealous of is stealing picnic baskets. Uh, always down to steal some picnic baskets, hanging out with little cool ass bears called boo boo, you know, and also fuck forest rangers. Don't get in the way of the bears. Bears are going to steal picnic baskets. They're going to get up in that honey. I don't, you don't need no rangers coming around telling bear not to be bear. Bears going to be a bear. You stay the fuck home, Ranger. You don't mess with no goddamn bear. Uh, I one of, I love. All right, so encountering a bear. All right, here's your thing. I looked this up. If you come face to face with a bear, your best defense. This is crazy to me. Is you pretend like you're huge. You just get all big and shit, and you throw your arms up. If you got a jacket on, you throw that up too. And you're just like ah. You're screaming at the bear, but don't look it in its eyes, all right? Because if you look it in its eyes, it's going to take that as a threat. It's going to fucking murder you in front of whoever's there. And then it's probably going to kill them too because they think they're part of your crew, and they are. So make sure you don't do that shit. Uh, and so here's you start screaming. You're screaming at the bear. Don't make eye contact. You got your jacket up in the air. You're screaming. If the bear charges you, are you ready for this? This is this has got to be the hardest task on earth. Do not run. Stand your ground, screaming with your hands in the air, not looking at the bear in the eye. They say that more times than not, the bear will sprint towards you and then like stop right in front of you. And so, and then like kind of like, and like, and then prance off back into the woods. And if it does start to attack you, immediately pretend like you're dead and try to do that face down because you know otherwise you know it's just going to eat your throat and your face and get in your belly and get those delicious guts that you got hanging out up in your belly and you know because a bear likes to get in them guts so flip over on the back pretend like you're dead 
eyes open, no breathing, no coughing. Just just ride that shit out. That's the only thing you can do. Uh, I got some bear facts here for you guys. I know how you guys love your bear facts. Um, here we go. All right, I got. I'm getting this from American Expedite. Ex, uh, all right, forum dot American Expedition dot us slash Grizzly Bear Facts. All right, Grizzly Bear Facts and trivia information photos. I love all this shit. Uh, you can tell it's official because he's got a, a grizzly bear drinking out of a coffee mug with a grizzly bear on it. And he's just like, I'm loving my coffee. Got to stay up. Otherwise, I'm asleep. You know me. I'm bear. Uh, mature grizzly bears uh, stand three to four feet tall at the shoulder and can be five to eight feet long from nose to tail. Uh, grizzlies are capable of running of speeds up to 30 miles per hour. That's why you don't run. For the most part, I mean, because you think you can run away. A bear can go 30 miles per hour. That's insane. That's like as fast as a Ford Tempo. Uh, grizzly bears can live up to 25 years. They're found mostly found in Canada and Alaska and are larger than the ones are that are found in the Rocky Mountains due to the differences in their diet. Those ones in uh, Canada and Alaska are getting all that sweet, sweet salmon. Mm. Ooh, I love that salmon up there. If you get a chance to get some salmon in the Pacific coast, Canada, Alaska, Seattle, that area, it is a different fish. You will enjoy it. You will, you will live your bear life. Uh, grizzlies were once common in the Great Plains, but were forced into the mountains and northern regions because of... Uh, humans murdering the shit out of them that happens you know that happens for most animals so now they're up in the mountains grizzlies are protected by law and found on the list of endangered species in the continental u.s but that doesn't stand for alaska where there's thirty thousand grizzlies and they can be hunted uh up there approximately one thousand grizzlies are left in the in the continental uh united states grizzlies are omnivores uh, they eat berries, roots, grass, fruit, nuts, and leaves, and honey. And they also, but they love their fish and their rodents and their large animals. They will basically eat anything. They're, they uh, they love, tra- and they'll get in your trash. If you live by some bears, they'll get up in your shit. Uh, grizzlies can weigh, gain around 400 pounds preparing for the dormancy of winter. So they can like put on a kissel before winter, which is insane to me. Uh, grizzly bear dens are typically found on north-facing slopes at elevations above 5,000 feet. It's crazy. Grizzly bears, here's a good thing to know, they don't climb trees because they're too big. So if there's a grizzly bear, you, if you can climb up a tree, they won't be able to get at you, but they will wait for you. The grizzly bear is on the California state flag, but they do not exist in California anymore. Uh, but they uh, they do still live on the flag. Um, my favorite thing, I, I, the whole thing about like pretending like you were dead. I mean, that's unbelievable, and that's you know, like that's what I do every time my aunt Judy calls. That bitch. Uh, I've talked about uh, uh, this on the show before, but there's this great Wikipedia page that lists every time a bear killed someone in North America for the first two, uh, for the last like 200 years. It's unbelievable. Just search fatal bear attacks in North America, grab a jar of honey 
and some and some whiskey and enjoy. Um, I mean, there's nothing fun about someone getting murdered by a bear. So for, for the most part, I'm just going to talk about times that bears in captivity killed people uh, rather than the wild ones. Because the wild ones are just sad usually. It's just like some old man like trying to fish next to a brook and then a, a bear just destroys him. Basically, a bear ain't going to go looking for a person to eat. But if you startle it, you're dead. Uh, here are a couple, uh, here are a couple of fun, uh, bear kills that I found to wet your big furry snout. All right. This one's Brent Kandra, 24 Columbia station, Ohio. This happened on August 19th, 2010. Kandra was a bear taker, uh, on property of Sam Mazzola that kept exotic pets. The bear was out of its cage for feeding prior to the attack. Sam Mazzola had his license to exhibit animals revoked, but still was allowed to keep animals on his property. He accumulated dozens of dangerous exotic animals despite past convictions and losing his license uh, after animal rights activists complained he was making money letting people wrestle the bears. If he would let people, and this, there's more stories about this, people wrestle bears. It's like a whole thing. Chuck Wepner. Uh, the real Rocky, the guy who's like really who like the Rocky story is based off of uh, to make money because he wasn't a very good boxer. They used to call him the Bayonne Bleeder. Uh, but he used to uh, he would he would fight bears and shit like that in bars to make money. Uh, this one's a little heavier. Claudia Huber. Uh, this happened in the Teslin Yukon, October 14th, 2014. Uh, she's a 25-year-old healthy male grizzly bear broke into a home and chased the victim and her husband outside. The bear pursued, attacked Mrs. Huber. Uh, her husband, Matthias Lineger, shot the bear, but also shot his wife and killed her, which is fucking crazy. That's like, there's no way this guy is... Uh... Whew, that's a heavy story. Like how, That was like six years ago. How does this not make the news? But, um, you know, good luck to them. Twice in the 80s, someone jumped a fence at a zoo in New York City and was mauled by a polar bear. Once in Prospect Park and once in Central, once in Central Park. Not even at the Bronx Zoo. It happened in Prospect Park and Central Park. Twice in the 80s, someone jumped into a polar bear cage and got mauled. And then twice in the 70s it happened too, except that was Toledo and Baltimore. This one's fun. Russell Ringer, 49, March, 30, uh, March 31st, 1969, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Ringer was crushed by his pet bear, which had no teeth or claws because he was a piece of shit. And he fucking ripped out the bear's teeth and claws because he used to wrestle it for audiences at a military base. But the thing is, the fucking thing sat on his ass until he died. So he, Russell Ringer got his fucking comeuppance. From that poor bear. Uh, Thomas Earl, 56. This is crazy. Uh, July 8th, 1932. Cleveland, Ohio. Earl, a zookeeper at the Cleveland Brookside Zoo, was mauled by a brown bear when feeding it in its pen. After a vicious struggle, police shot the bear. Aww. Earl was also mistakenly shot, but it was determined that he was already dead. Uh, earlier in the day, Earl had been fired from his job. That's 
the um the part of this where it was like he must have just got hammered and it was like I'm finally gonna tell this bear who the boss is. <laughs> he just went in and he got murdered. 1932. Uh, Stephen Miller. This one. This one's a popular one. Uh, he was 39 years old. This happened at Big Bear Lake. No, I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, and on April 22nd, 2008, Rocky, a bear trained to perform in movies, turned on its handler uh, and bit him on the neck, uh, rupturing his jugular vein. Prior to the attack, the bear was featured in movies uh, such as Semi-Pro. Uh, so if you've seen Semi-Pro and you've seen that bear in Semi-Pro, the Will Ferrell movie, that bear murdered its uh, its, uh, its, uh, its person. It's its person. Uh, they pepper sprayed it and uh, they subdued the bear and he's now living on, uh, I don't know, wherever they, wherever bear jail is. Uh, you know, this is the brighter side. So let's talk about the great bear movie star. That's right. Bar the bear, Bart the bear. Oh my God. There he is. I love you, Bart. You're the best bear in the world. I want to give you all my honey, Bart. I want to give you all my honey. Yeah, the camera's going off. Bears are no more pictures. I'm starving. Bart the Bear is an Alaskan brown bear. He had a glorious 18-year movie career that any actor would dream for. He was in Benji, The Great Outdoors. He was the bald bear from The Great Outdoors. He was got to be on screen with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, the Bear, uh, he was in the movie called The Bear, which is a fun, I think it's a 90s movie where there's no dialogue in it really. It's just like a bear and it's two cubs like walking through the woods and then there are two hunters that they that the bear has to fight off, which is pretty fun. Uh, but the bear is the protagonist. And the movie is like from the point of view of a bear. You got to check it out. It is delicious. Uh, he was in White Fang, Homeward Bound, 1 and 2, Legends of the Fall. It's the bear that killed Brad Pitt. 12 Monkeys. It's the bear that goes after Bruce Willis. This is a famous bear. The bear from The Edge. Probably my favorite bear movie. Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Gotta fight the bear. Oh my god, I love that shit. Well, what, what one man can do, another can do. Uh, and meet the Deedles. So, uh, I mean, the greats always go out on a shitty one. You know, Phil Hartman went out on the toy soldiers, small soldiers. What are you gonna do? And now, for my top five favorite fictional bears. If you're a bear and you didn't make the list, uh, it's not that I don't like you. It's just that these bears are better than you. All right, number five, Lotso. I love Lotso, the evil bear from Toy Story 3. You got to go, Lotso, he's a, you know, at first you're like, oh, I'd hug him, but then he's got a little limp, he's got a cane. Lotso's a fucking criminal, and he deserves whatever goddamn jail they sent his ass to. Yogi Bear, I mean, we've talked about Yogi a little bit earlier with he always getting the picnic baskets and, you know, he's hanging out with Boo Boo. So, I mean, everyone loves Yogi. He's smarter than the average bear. <laughs> hey, Boo Boo. Baloo, I mean, who doesn't want to party with Baloo from the Jungle Book? I mean, he could sing, he could dance. You know he gets hammered. Smokey the Bear, we need him. Let's face it. You know, he, he's out there. He, he's doing He's doing the Lord's work. He's fighting fires. Uh, you know, and, and Lord knows he's going home and he's he's drinking a bunch of whiskey and he's uh, and he's smoking cigarettes himself. But uh, thank you for all your hard work, Smokey. We greatly appreciate you out in California where all the fires are. 
Now, my number one favorite bear. I know what you're thinking. Fozzie Bear. No, I love Fozzie. Don't get me wrong. Bobo the Bear from the Muppets is the funniest goddamn thing in the world. You gotta just do yourself a favor. Google uh, Bobo the Bear highlights or and, and just enjoy. He, he's so funny. He's a great he's a great voice actor in there. And he's huge. And he's just like a person in a suit. Sometimes like they'll even put the bear, Bobo the Bear, like in like a suit and tie. And that's my favorite version of Bobo the Bear. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, we love you here at the brighter side. I hope you all are staying safe. Um, stay indoors, uh, unless you got to go out and then wear a bandana over your face. Or if you got a mask, good on you. Uh, if you work in healthcare, food delivery, uh, maintenance, I, I love you. I, I'm seriously in love with you. Thank you for listening to the show. I've been getting a lot of great messages from people. Uh, talking about uh, this show's helping them stay positive through these weird dark times. We're all feeling it, man. We're all fucking feeling it. So it's uh, you know, let's just let's just ride this out. And remember, then the next time you have to serve jury duty, and when you're putting someone behind jail, uh, behind bars, uh, make sure you really feel like they deserve to go to jail. Uh, because if they just stole something because they were hungry or whatever, uh, sometimes they need a break. Uh, but you know, violent criminals go fuck themselves. Thank you for listening. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Eddie Tunes underscore E D D I E T U N E S underscore at Amber Smelson at Brederside L P N at Last Pod Network and at Boz Funk B O Z F U N K for Danny Bedrosian on Twitter and on Instagram. Check out the Brighter Side L P N. Eddie Tunes, no underscore, Amber Smelson, uh, Last Podcast Network. We're all on there. If you're listening to this show, you are listening to it on Spotify. That's because you are smart. You went and you got up in there. And I am on Spotify now. I'm officially joined, uh, even though we've been a part of it for over a month now. I am on board. I'm part of it. I'm going to be throwing some cool-ass playlists up there. Um, it's going to be uh, – so please go find me, Ed Larson, Eddie Tunes. Uh, uh, follow me and I'm going to start loading all my playlists from Napster onto Spotify so y'all can finally listen to this shit that I've been talking about for years um, I love you guys so please um, don't send us any mail for the time being we're not checking it it's a P.O. box uh, we'll let you know when you can start sending mail again uh, if you want a sticker we still got some left uh, we'll send them out to you once all this shit blows over um, help give us a push if you're listening to this show and you love this show, uh, we're new to Spotify and we want to tell them that we show them we're worth keeping around and uh, staying awesome. So uh, go uh, re review us, rate us, subscribe, uh, tweet about it. Uh, just talk about it to you, tell it to your friends, recommend it to your family members. Uh, please spread the word. We're out there, man. You listen to all the other shows in the last podcast network, all on Spotify. Uh, listen to the new LPN show hosted by Ben Kissel, where he's going to start bringing in the roundtable people, and we're going to talk about our lives and what's going on. Jackie Zabrowski was on the first episode. Holden was on the second. I should be on the third, pending I figure out how to hook this microphone into my uh, Skype. Uh, but I'm sure that won't be a problem. 
Uh, also, my other podcast, Thick Skin with Jeff Ross, is very cool. You got to check that out. That's available on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. Old episodes of Roundtable are a great way to get through this goddamn pandemic. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, Ewing, thank you, Fernando. I love you, bye, guys. You do so much for the show. Uh, taking us out today is a request from Amber. Uh, she said, hey, can we play Chicago? Does anyone really know what time it is? Because I'm just like playing that song on repeat, looking at the sun. You know, so I, I, I love Chicago and I love Amber. Uh, also, check out Old Days. It's an amazing Chicago song. But today is, does anyone really know what time it is by Chicago? You love it. Be a part of it. Be good to yourselves. Be, and if you're stuck in a house with some roommates or a significant other, just do something nice for them because it's starting to get fucking cagey. Man, be good to yourselves. This is the brighter side. Peace. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.